This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Good morning to you. It is time for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wills Cotrere, IT expert and new core steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Today we got another uh, ever-evolving and wild week in uh, consumer electronics and technology, and we'd love to hear from you. If you've got any uh, comments on any of the big stories going on or if you have any problems or issues that you're trying to troubleshoot at your house or at work or in your pocket, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Uh, good morning, folks. Wiltz, what's going on, man? Oh, man, not too much happening. Just, uh, you know, still working from the house, still uh, putting out fires, all that kind of fun stuff. But, yeah. uh, no, everything's been going pretty good. How about y'all? Working from the house, man. Yeah. Uh, I want to say lucky, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you're stir crazy, right? Well, these, you know, these four walls are, uh, they don't close in too fast. Actually, it's really not been bad. Um, believe it or not, the wife still actually wants to hang out with me every now and then. She hadn't tried to strangle me yet. Uh, um, so, you know, I'm, I got wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, oh, he's going outside to where the birds, we're going to get the birds. Yeah. We're going to get some more birds again. I'm going to have to, a little change of scenery out here. To- you're, hey, between the, between the, the Skype you're using and all the sounds we get from your house, like that's, that was a good, that was a good creaky door sound right there. We could uh, we could oh, record yeah. ourselves a whole suite of uh, sound effects for uh, radio purposes. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Well, you know, get, getting ready for Halloween and everything. Right. right. Jeremy, good morning. What's going on, man? How's things at the shop? Hey, good morning. Uh, things are good. Uh, the back-to-school crowd was oh, yeah. um, significant. And uh, last week I dealt with a, a pretty big outage with the local company. So I was, um, well, I'm still kind of worn out, man. I'm just be honest with you. Yeah. Man, it is, uh, it, today, actually, I was dealing with the first online Zoom meeting uh, with uh, my son at his new school. And, boy, I, I, my heart goes out to teachers, because uh, that is not what they're trained to do, and they are trying yeah. real hard. And guess what? Guess who else is not trained to do any of that? The kids. And so yeah, it's a bunch of people doing a Zoom meeting who are all not trained to do Zoom meetings, and half of them are you know preteens. Yeah, good times. That's a real good time right there. That's boy, that lady. Yeah, she's gonna one way or another. She's gonna sleep oh. real good tonight. I'm telling you that. <laughs> So I've had uh, a few machines in my shop recently that people were having trouble loading your basic programs on like Google Chrome and everybody's new favorite Zoom. Um, <laughs> a lot of computers that you go out and buy these days are now running Windows S mode. S mode basically keeps the uh, the machine from running anything outside of the Windows store. Thus and so making it uh, very difficult to install uh, virus protection and other uh, programs like Chrome and so forth. So uh, if you just bought you a new computer and you can't install programs like you usually do, you probably have a laptop running in Windows S mode. Uh, so you can go into the uh, 
the Microsoft Store, and you can log into an account, and you can run what's called get out of S mode. Then you're out, and uh, you're That's free. That's a genius and- name. <laughs> get, right, get out of S mode. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say is that uh, S mode is not totally useless. It's just that it won't work for most people and their needs until there are uh, enough apps in the App Store to actually use it. What it does is it prevents you from installing anything outside of the App Store, kind of like an iPhone or uh, Android or anything that's set and locked to install apps from a certain source. So it technically keeps you safer. Um, The only problem is that it also severely limits what your machine is able to do. So good luck with that. Get out of S mode. (laughs) And you said it's in the Windows Store? Yeah, you go to the Microsoft Store, just click the little, uh, it looks like a little bag down there on your taskbar, and you can go in there and get out of S mode. Wow. So you're basically trying to get the S out. That's it. That's right. That's it. It took a marketing team weeks. Why don't we just just call it get out of S mode? You know, you may have something there. All right. um, Plenty of things to get into today. One of of the things that um, I know uh, Jeremy uh, was telling me through text that he really wanted to talk about was, and I'm quoting him here, the EPIC, proper noun, capital E, uh, the epic Apple Google antitrust thing, and uh, I have, <clears throat> I've, I've been kind of wading through YouTube a little bit, looking at some videos that uh, some different people, like The Verge, and others have have put together uh, about the, these antitrust hearings, not just for Apple and Google, but also Amazon and Facebook. And man, you know, I think a lot of people, I would say myself included. We know that those companies act extremely predatory in their business dealings, but as long as it doesn't affect me personally, I kind of check out on it. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind situation. But when you hear these guys have to answer these point blank questions, man, it is a bad, bad look for all of these companies. So, uh, the the overall idea is that um, the makers of Fortnite have enough in their pockets to challenge the bigger tech companies on their ability to limit the way that these companies uh, make additional additional funds uh, through the app store. So basically, if you try to uh, sell your in-game currency through your game instead of selling it through the app store, uh, you are, you're actually in violation of the terms of the app store and they can boot you out, which is what Apple did to Epic and then Google did to Epic. So the reason for this is because they are basically cutting out the middleman, which would be Apple or Google. I believe they put 30% on top of the, uh, the cost of those uh, in-game currencies. So, Epic said you can get that percentage off through us if you just buy it through our app instead of buying it through the app store. Wow. So they said, well, that's happened on our platform. We're booting you off. Well, now Epic is going to take them to court. And like I said, Epic's got the money to do this because they're the makers of Fortnite. We've all heard of that, right? Whether we call it Fortnite or Fortnite or whatever it is, <laughs> they've got able to take this thing to the courts and challenge Apple and Google and the big tech companies that have kind of had a stranglehold on the way app developers make money from the app store. This is huge. It Big. is. It is because, uh, you know, I, I think there are probably a lot of smaller uh, companies, products, retailers, things like that, that at some point have needed somebody who was big enough, a big enough brand name um, with enough product penetration in the broad market to go ahead and try to pick this fight. Uh, but it has to be somebody that has that kind of clout. Fortnite's going to be a star, whether it's on those platforms or not. And I think they realize that they're popular, pop, popular, popular enough that they can pick this fight and they're still going to be OK. And that has to be the person that picks this fight with them. OK, so I have to say that this is this is honestly really, really cool, because for a little while I played Fortnite. I was like, what's up with this Fortnite thing? And it was it was all right. And then I was like, no, nah, it's. It's not really all right. I don't want to play that anymore. And I found a different Battle Royale game to play. But 
you cannot deny Fortnite's prominence in the marketplace. In fact, what I'm reading says that they brought in a billion dollars through mid-May. A, a billion. Uh, so they, they, they've got the bankroll to, to take Apple and the bigger tech companies to court on this. And I'm really I'm excited to see what this, this does because this opens the floodgates for even the small guys to be able to do something like this. This is for everybody. So this is that's it's a lot of money. It's it's yeah, a lot of money. And it's funny because Fortnite has become like synonymous with like teenagers and like the one game they want to play and it's like every kid is talking about Fortnite. It's like, "Wow, will this thing please go away?" But at this point it's kind of like, "Hey, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, take them to the courts, man. See if you can do it." Yes. <laughs> take on the big boys. You know, it it is um, it is. I guess it's interesting that you know Fortnite may have uh, jumped the shark for a lot of people to use a, a to coin a phrase. But now that they are picking this fight, people are coming back around on them and they're for them again. But the interesting thing about this is, and, and Wills, I'd like I'd like to know what you think about this for Fortnite. And we just talked about Fortnite's um, um, their recognizability to 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 everyone, their broad appeal. I understand that it allows them to pick this fight, but it is you can make an interesting argument for the Apples and the Facebooks and things like that. If you are a smaller company that you have a product that you think, um, I mean, because at one point Fortnite was just an idea for a video game, you know. So if you have if you're this little tiny company or say you're just a, you know, a one man band developer and you've got this idea that you think is great, you need you know, you need an Apple platform. You need a, a Google Play platform. You need a Facebook platform to get your game out there. And for those people, I mean, those are the platforms that you use to get to the masses. Is it is it within those corporations' rights to kind of dictate the terms to their own marketplace? Because that's their product. Well, well I mean, that does get to be a, a I think, a slippery side to it. But but again, Apple, the Googles, everybody, they've put themselves out there as that platform. They've been engaged as that platform. I, I, I think once they put themselves in that position, they can't sit there and pick and choose. Like, okay, we're going to let Joe over here, but we're not going to let Tom mm, over here. Yeah. It, it almost it almost starts going back to that whole net neutrality conversation in, a, in an abstract way of looking at it. It's just like, okay, you know what? AT&T and Xfinity in our area, you know, they and C Spire, they have the internet platform. Is it within their rights to sit there and say, well, we're going to let provider X and Y have good bandwidth, but we're going to go ahead and restrict these guys over here because we don't really like them or, or for whatever reason. It gets yeah. to be, you've either got to have all or you got to have none, I think. Well, my thing is the uh, army of angry teenagers and other Fortnite players that aren't teenagers I think that's going to be very powerful in this battle because that in and of itself is its own little uh, tech democracy, if you will. And I think that uh, if, if there was enough angry kids out there calling on a boycott for these different companies, I, I think they could turn the tides. I really do. It's very interesting to think about, um, you know, that I don't know, for Fortnite. The one thing I want people to think about when they think about Fortnite I mean, this is a zero price point game. And I mean, that's totally aside from what we've just been talking about in terms of, you know, these uh, uh, these antitrust conversations that these four big companies have been having with our government. But um, there have been a handful of game developers over the last handful of years that have instead of continuing to drive the price up with their new products, they've gone the other direction and trusted that, you know, whatever their product is. Uh, the opportunity to develop your characters or whatever in game is what's going to make their money. And so they're not charging you $69 to buy Fortnite. It's a free download, or at least it was. It has been for the longest time. Uh, another one um, I know that first caught my attention. This was the first company that I saw do this was 2K. Uh, 2K was uh, the developer of a lot of different sports games. And uh, one of the first titles that they drastically reduced the price of was uh, the NBA 2K and College Hoops 2K games. I mean, those things, when EA was producing those games, they're readily $50, $60 a pop every year. 2K came out with them. They were 20 bucks, 
And for those, I mean, that was back in an era that was like a PlayStation 3 era when there, no, when there weren't really in-game buys that you could make, but they won over an entire audience of people by listening to their audience and putting in the things that their audience wanted in those games and not just appeasing to uh, the company that they were getting the license from to make the game and things like that. So uh, an interesting thing to think about. We've got well, as long as the game still comes out and it's a complete game, because I saw what, a, what some companies were doing, too, is they were rushing some of these games to market. And it's like, OK, here, by the way, you go ahead and spend this. We're going to reduce the price. We're going to give you one quarter of the game. And if you want the full game, we're going to need you to spend this $30 and drop this $20 and this $50 over here yeah. in order to actually fill it all the way out. People who did that now, from what I've seen, a lot of that has fallen off to the wayside. But there, there was some of that. I think they, like, like you said, they're listening to their audience. And they're realizing people aren't going to accept that. Well, um, to your point, you know, kind of going back to what Jeremy said. I mean, yeah, I mean, the consumer does have a lot of times. I think that the kids didn't get as much of a voice, but I think you've got to give them the voice in the video game thing because, okay, yeah, you know, the 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 standard capitalism argument is okay well you know what the, the kids these these little 12 13 year old kids out here playing this game yeah they're not the big money makers guess what though they're going to mom and daddy right and mom and daddy are buying what you know it, when they're wanting this when they're screaming when you're you know um i don't know it, it, it's shifting and it, a little bit is going back to the consumer on here instead of these these big companies sitting here saying you know hey here here it is just take it and hopefully mommy and daddy didn't log into the uh the store with their credit card information and just save it for later use. Yeah, big. I've heard horror stories from people on that. It's like, hey, I got all this. What was it? Uh, one of my friends a while back was saying, it's like, man, that Xbox Live is expensive. I said, expensive? What do you mean? She goes, yeah, 60 bucks a month. Oh, I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. Their kid was buying a new game every month and saying, that's, that's what, just what it costs, Mom. Wow. What you a know? yeah. <laughs> what a racket. Okay. Put oh, that yeah, kid to work. About a year. I mean, a pretty, pretty, pretty good thing going there. But I'm like, yeah, sixty bucks a month. No, no. What a, what a pretty incredible gimmick. By the way, you mentioned games being rushed out early. Uh, I mentioned 2K uh, being a pioneer in, in dropping prices of the games. That was 10, 12, 13 years ago. 2K did rush out uh, the WWE wrestling game this past year. And all you have to do is Google that game title. And you will see people talk about how much of an absolute, incomplete, broken wreck that game was when it was released this year at a full price, not a reduced price. Also, um, some pretty popular uh, Mafia title games, a uh, trilogy of them, were, were remastered, quote-unquote, and re-released um, by Hangar 13 and 2K. Boy, this is not, doesn't mean to be the 2K show, but, I mean, if the shoe fits... And all three of those games were were rushed to re-release, and they were all broken, basically. There was a, a lot of things. I actually bought one of those and played it, and there are different trigger points where you get to checkpoints that trigger different things that, that progress the storyline that you're playing. And, like, those trigger points would be missed, and you just kind of be stuck sitting where you are. Like, a, you know, an enemy is supposed to come in here or something is supposed to blow up, and that pushes the storyline forward and you would get to that point maybe early or something out and the trigger point wouldn't happen and you'd just be like okay what, what's going on guys everybody's just sitting there anyway all right we're behind getting to our first break here we've got a, a caller on the line sarah and hernando we're going to get to you when we come back we have a ton to get into and we've just scratched the surface jeremy's talking to me about his note 20 ultra that is fresh off the line that he has gotten. Also wants to talk some uh, Galaxy Buds uh, live as well. Uh, BlackBerry is coming out with a 5G phone with a physical keyboard. Boy, all of the big hitters are coming back from the classic era of the cell phone. And Netflix is going to install the shuffle button because they figured out you're just tired of figuring out what to watch next. Boy. And uh, here's one other one. T-Mobile Tuesdays. They figured out that bots are winning all the prizes. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back.
Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show... Dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wills Contreras and Jeremy Thompson. I'm Jay White. Thanks so much for listening this morning. You can call us up and get on the line and talk to us about any tech problems or any comments on anything going on in the tech world that you have, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's go to the phones. Our first call today goes to Sarah and Hernando, who's been patient with us. Sarah, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. What's going on? <laughs> well, I'm going to take you all back a few years and uh, because I still have a landline. And I am needing to replace my uh, phones, my cordless phones. And I, when I go to look at what they've got, they I guess I don't know what's different from because mine are old. I mean, they're not, I don't know if they're what they are, but they're Panasonic and they're, you know, I've had them for a long time. So anyway, I just well, didn't know what I needed. Regular line running. Pardon? Ought to do. As long as you've got a regular line running into your house, any any phone that that fits that line ought to do. So just at Blockbuster or wherever, just those same wireless, I mean cordless phones. Uh, there's nothing digital about them or anything else I have to do to them. Just plug them in like you do the re- other ones. You got it. You just plug it in, and uh, it'll it'll work just like the old one. You may need to charge it up if you get like a cordless one. Uh-huh. But otherwise, as long as that line plugs into the bottom of it, you're good to go. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that Walmart has some for right next to nothing. Okay. Okay. Best Buy probably has some, too. Okay. I'm sure. Target probably also. All righty. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. See you later. You know, sometimes we kind of goof on people that still have, uh, you know, hard phone lines in their house. But you know what? The signal never goes out on that. Exactly. That's the one thing you can count on. <laughs> as long as that line is plugged in, uh, as long as they get everything going uh, well on their side. So anyway, 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Caroline at Ocean Springs. Caroline, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? I have a technical question on my phone. I have an LG V35 CNQ, for what it's worth. It's just a year too old, but when I try to specifically, somebody leaves a message on my phone and I put in my password, and it, instead of taking the number, it won't take the number. It'll take the first number and then stop. Um, hmm. What kind of a problem is that? I mean, is there a solution oh. to that? I understand correctly. You're putting in your password for your voicemail, and it's only accepting the first digit that you press? Sometimes. Sometimes maybe two. Sometimes all four if I'm real fast or something. Um, That's very odd. Um, I would try to maybe reset my voicemail password. I I don't know exactly what would be causing an issue like that. Um, I would say uh, keep up with them fast fingers um, if a reset does not help with your issue. That is very odd. Like the Q 
keyboard going bad or something. I don't know. Do you ever uh, like restart your phone, or, or do you like keep it on all the time, just charge it up every every night or whatever? I charge it up every night, but I restart it also. Okay, I was going to say in a while, not every day. There's been times in the past where I know exactly what you're talking about. It's strange where you have uh, like a dialog box that pops up when you need to put you need to type something in, and the first thing you type, the box shoots back down and goes away, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't finish that. And it's hard to figure out how to get back to it. And I, I, I don't understand sometimes what triggers triggers those things, but uh, I know for me in the past sometimes just resetting the phone has has kind of made things straighten out. But if you're doing that, I don't know, get to move on to the next step, I suppose. Well, okay, I'll keep trying that. All right, Thanks we appreciate the call, Caroline, from – from Hernando to Ocean Springs. Can't go uh, much further north to much further south in the state of Mississippi. We appreciate those calls. You can call us up. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. Jeremy, man, how about this uh, Note 20 Ultra? Number one, how long have you had it? Uh, not even 24 hours at this point. Um, <laughs> it got dropped off on my doorstep uh, yesterday afternoon around 4 o'clock, I think. Now I, I understand uh, you. You must be part of the the super hip, the the super hip brigade because you got this early, right? Well, I mean, I just went and uh, got a new phone, so they just they, I guess they just shipped it out as soon as it was ready. Um, the guy at the AT and T store told me they had one in the back, but they could not take it out of the box until this Friday. So, <laughs> so the phone is on embargo for the guys in the store. Wow. Uh, well, I hold one in my hand, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. There's uh, that, like like I said, I haven't had it long enough to really get uh, much of a first impression with it. In fact, really, the only thing that I've done so far is play with the camera, because man, that that ultra zoom is neat. I mean, being able to zoom across the street <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Um, I haven't I haven't gotten to play with it a whole lot, um, and definitely having a tripod would help a lot because when you're zoomed in 50 times, uh, what, what your camera is seeing, um, even the slightest movement, yeah, is ravishing. Um, a couple of things I will note about it: the camera bump to accommodate that massive 108 megapixel camera is also very significant. But uh, the case that you get will hopefully even that out. Uh, the one that I got for it, you can't really notice it if it's uh, not. In the uh, if it's if it's in the case, you can't really tell. But it is it is significantly larger. When I set the phone down on the table when I first got it, it couldn't sit flat because the the camera bump is huge. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, look how like it's like a, probably about a fourth of the phone. Um, wow. And it's you know several millimeters thick. Um, but yeah, it's it's not nothing short of impressive. I will say. Uh, but there's a couple of things I've got to uh, just be like Samsung. Why? Why did you do this? A Bixby. Um, since oh, sorry. No, no. I can you know I can turn Bixby off. That was an this instinctive I reaction. Not- I apologize. <laughs> so what they did was they took the buttons for the volume and the power and all, and they moved that to the opposite side of the phone. Oh no! Now they did that. They did that with the switch from the Note Nine to the Note Ten. But then they also. They, they want to stab further, and they move the S Pen to the other side. So if you had a Note and you're upgrading, you will be going to the opposite side of the phone to get your trusty S Pen. I thought this was strange. Um, the one solution I've given myself so far is a uh, quick fix is just to flip the phone over and then flip it back over real quick and, you know, be able to see oh, the screen. Okay. Um, well, that's yeah, like so a, it sounds used. a lot like changing stuff for the sake of change. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> odd, but I think... It's got something to do with that ginormous camera right there. But my question is, why not just move the camera over to the other side and keep everything else the same? But I'm sure the geniuses at Samsung have some reason for choosing to do it the way they did. So I'm not going to take it upon myself to be the armchair engineer there. Because um, I have no idea what it takes to make one of these things. But I'll say that, I mean, how how quickly they go from the latest and greatest to the next latest and greatest is is mind-boggling i mean like phones move so fast now they need to slow them back down a little bit um it's it's really like there's a bunch of ridiculous features on this phone that i'm probably never going to use like 120 hertz screen for for what i mean maybe if i was an uber gamer but i don't really game on my phone because i need the battery life for business and stuff but 
yeah, that's my uh, that's 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 what I got so far. Uh, but that camera, man, that is that is cool. Okay, I've already used it. Like um, we were dropping my girlfriend's car off last night for service, and we had driven away from it. She was like, "What's my license plate number?" And I was like, "I don't know. Let me see." And I zoomed in on it. Got her license plate off of her car. I was like, "All right, that's cool." Uh, that's uh, that's pretty funny, and uh, it sounds like getting used to everything on the other side. So, okay, if you're a if you're going at it right-handed with the phone, you're taking the sound things and you're moving from the thumb side to the finger side, right? Is that what we're going with? Pretty, yeah, pretty much. It sounds like when <clears throat> well, it's kind of like they. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was, it sounds like when if if you're a a Mac user and you use Windows and you look for the little the the three boxes in the corner and it's on the opposite side. I know this as a Windows user when I use my wife's Mac, I'm like. I just want to close this window. How do I do that? She's like, other side. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. So sounds well, like you'll be kind doing of, that. It kind of highlights why uh, engineers for cars are not also mechanics. <laughs> yeah. That's the true. people who design it don't exactly necessarily use it. That's right. Well, they probably do, but you know what I mean. While, while we're talking about people that design things to be used and looked at and whatnot, Dell computers, they still design their machines to actually be taken apart. They're the only ones that do. Everybody else is like, oh, this is never going to be fixed. Nobody cares. Dell's like, uh, one day we're going to have to fix this. So let's design it with that in mind. <laughs> All right, one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number, 877-672-7464. Let's go to the phones. We have Sue, who's on the line in Beaumont. Sue, good morning. Hello, how are y'all doing? Good. I'm the most technologist technologically ignorant person in creation, but I'm irritated with this little phone I've got. Uh-huh. It's LG Rebel 4. It's a little cheap old phone I bought at Walmart. And, uh, every, so they keep sending me messages. Last month, they, I bought unlimited text talking data, right, when I got the phone. Now they keep sending me these messages that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that I owe them, uh, they say, you, you use up all your high-speed data and now you have to buy a five dollar card or ten dollar ten dollars more to add to that. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> All right, Sue. <laughs> I want to take this phone and take it out and put it on the car wheel and run over. This. No, no, no! Don't do that yet, Sue. So I, when you yeah, say limited and then they uh, you used all that, what are they? What, what's going on there? Well, I don't know exactly because every every carrier is different. I, I highly suggest that you call the straight talk people and see if they can straighten got- that out. I just got off the phone with them, and um, some, some somebody in some godforsaken country answered the phone. I can't understand them. He couldn't understand me. He, I finally said, well, goodbye, let's go run over the phone and be done with it. You know, I mean, I don't want to. It sounds to me like the plan that you have on the phone that you set up for renewing is not the unlimited plan. Despite the fact that it said it was unlimited, somebody put the wrong thing on there. Um, so you're, you're going to have to get that straightened out with straight talk, or you're going to have to, uh, flatten that phone and move on to another carrier. But either way, I think you've just got the wrong, uh, plan on your phone and you just need to talk to your carrier. I know they say when add $10 more of data, high speed data, whatever, uh, why they say unlimited and then they won't come back and want to charge you some more. Am I using too much data or something? Well, it could be you're paying for you're paying for the yeah. unlimited plan, and then after you hit so many gigs of data, they throttle it down, think, and that's what they're telling you that if you pay a little bit more money, they will let you back into fast lane. Well, for what that's I'm paying, now, I, could, I could have I could have a real fancy phone, and not this little crappy phone, you know. <laughs> right? Are you noticing any any changes in the performance of your internet or or your data or anything like that? I don't use Bluetooth. I don't use text. I don't use anything except Facebook and. Once a while, the telephone. You know. I'll tell you what, that stuff's still working how you want it to work. I just let them keep sending you emails. Oh, okay. Just ignore them, huh? Yes, ma'am. I told them that's what I was going to do. Until, so. it, until it starts not working, then you go to Walmart and throw it at somebody. I am. That's what I'm going to do. All right, Sue. I appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye. All right, bye. I do not Thank really you. want Sue to throw the phone. I do not condone, neither does MPB yeah. condone the throwing of phones at anyone at any store. Unless you feel like it's necessary. All right, one eight seven seven MPB ring is the number eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I'm going to be in trouble now. Let's go. And to, always throw it in a safe direction. Right, right. Let's go to Raylani, who is in Hattiesburg. Good morning. What's going on? Good morning. How are you? Great show. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on today? Two, two things. Do you have to have 
email or data on your phone? Do you have to have it? If you have a smartphone, yes. If you have a smartphone, you have to have it. How do you judge how much data you're using? Because, or or is there a way to cut off all the junk? So, on on your phone, uh, you have, should have something in there that tells you how much data each app is using, yeah. how much data you're using overall. Yeah. Uh, most yes. of the carriers also have an app that you can get that will allow you to see how much usage you have. Uh, you would just have uh-huh. to go to your individual carrier if it's. Verizon, they've got the My Verizon app or whatever, uh, where you can log in and you can check your overall usage for your account. Well, I have a consumer cellular for us old folks. They call it old folks, <laughs> but they are smartphones. I mean, it is a smartphone, and I mm-hmm. have, you know, several computers. I don't need a telephone in my hand to look at email. I don't have that kind. Sure. I'm not out there in the world to have to have that anymore. And I just wondered if there was a way I could avoid that. Uh, the lady who just called, throwing throwing it at somebody when I have to pay that extra $10 or whatever. So I will ignore that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if, if you are using your phone at your house. Yeah, if, if yeah you, I use a house phone. Okay, well, I was going to say, if if you are just using your phone around your house, then you can use it without data if you have Wi-Fi. You know, if you have yeah. uh, Internet at your house, you can just use it. Like I, my youngest daughter, we kind of feel like she's still too young yet to have a cell phone, but, she, you know, we should watch the YouTube videos and chat with her friends on uh, Facebook Kids and stuff like that. And so she's got one of the old cell phones that we have in which she's around the house, hooks up to the Wi-Fi, and she can use it almost like it's a cell phone except for calling, but... You know, if you're going to go outside of the range of your Wi-Fi, if you're leaving the house or something, then you're going to need data to make that work. So I can set it to Wi-Fi and leave it. Yes, ma'am. If you're using it around the house. Now, if you leave the house, uh-huh. you're going to have to going to have to have some data to make it work. Okay. Well, just for calls, it, you you have to have the data just for calls. You want to have calling in, calling out, and say, text. Say that That's again, Jeremy. You, you broke up a little bit. Calling. You do in. not have to have for calls. Calls come through on a different on a different part of your cellular plan, so you don't have to have your data turned on in order to receive calls. Yeah, but any any smartphone that you have, they're going. If they say smartphone, it has the capability of doing things like internet browsing, email, et cetera, et cetera. It is pretty much mandatory that you know to turn that phone on. All the providers around are going to they're going to make the assumption that you're going to use it and you're going to need that data piece. If you're only wanting to have a phone that only does phone you can actually still get a straight up just a regular phone a non-smartphone phone they actually do still exist for for those kind of purposes but um yeah that's kind of the they, they loop you in on that the moment you say smartphone you're automatically getting a data plan because okay. that's how they update that's how they back up that's how they do there's a lot more functions that are going on even than just your email surfing or apps or games or anything else on there. There's a lot more that's going on with that phone in the background um, uh-huh. that it utilizes that data for. And and, and eats up your battery. Also, <laughs> who, who provides regular home service without, without being Internet? Because when your computer is down or something is down, then you have no phone. Um, well, who provides that now? You can, you can still get a landline. Uh, in this area of Hattiesburg, you probably talk to AT and T. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys Xfinity are has them great. too. If you have just cable, cool. they can actually put phones on the cable. But yeah, that'll yeah. still that that'll I don't know if that'll go down. Cable service goes down or not? Electric. I think it will if it's VOIP. I think. Yeah, you're probably right. And what company you said AT and T? Yes, AT and T, the one for Hattiesburg. Oh, okay. That's uh, we don't have very many options, do we? No. Boy, you, you very, boy, you said I, it. <laughs> I I bought I bought my own modem because I didn't realize I was paying fifteen dollars a month for the modem mm-hmm. for for the past fifty years. You know how much money that is, right? Uh, yes, so I, I went out and bought my own. I, I so now it's just you know the basic cost of of uh, this this monopolist. Company. Get, get them, Ray Lonnie. That's what I'm talking about. 
We appreciate Good the call. Care. All right. Bye-bye. You too. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll have Alan in Columbus and Steve in the city they call Long Beach. And you can call us as well, 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. With Jeremy and Wiltz, I'm Jay. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air, wishing MPB happy 50th anniversary. contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, "Eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MVB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wiltz and Jeremy. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening this morning. Let's go right back to the phones. First up, we have uh, Alan and Columbus. Oh, and I hit the wrong button. Boy. So hang on there, and I hung up on him. So whoop, down to the count, 0 and 2. So now it's Steve. Steve in Long Beach. It's your turn now. Thanks for calling in. How's it going? Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, another cell phone question. Uh, I have an iPhone uh, 6S, and it has uh, 16 gigabytes of storage. And I'm always full. I'm always up around 15.7, 15.8. So I eliminated a bunch of apps, and that didn't help. And then I mistakenly added uh, storage to my iCloud. And I thought that would affect my storage of my iPhone, and it didn't. So somebody was telling me that there's some way to download all that data, get it off my phone, and still be able to keep my apps. I mean, my friends have tons of apps on their phones, and they're never in any problem. And I seem to be. So help. (laughs) Help indeed. So the iCloud doesn't take the photos from your phone after it's uploaded them to iCloud. You're still going to have to delete them from your phone um, before you will actually see that storage free up. Okay. I have, I'm have. i a Sprint customer. Uh, could I go to Sprint and upgrade? Would I have to upgrade the phone to get more storage on, from an iPhone 6? Yeah, I mean, they, they should be able to take all of your existing content and move it to the new phone, but I would still make sure that you have a good, solid iCloud backup before you do that. Um, but, yeah, definitely upgrading to more storage than 16 gigs is a good idea. 16 is pretty low for these days' standards, and uh, it, it's, it doesn't take many photos to, to take up 16 gigs. Yeah, right. unfortunately, the, the apps are made bigger and bigger these days, and 16 just doesn't. I mean, you could fill that up in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, okay. like my kids are running 64 gig phones, and they run it at pretty much almost full the whole time. Yeah, and the the iPhone 6s only really has 11 gigabytes of usable space, so yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Okay, so you cannot add more storage to an iPhone 6. You have to go get a different phone that has more storage on it. That's correct. That's okay. actually correct. All right, for yeah, all, that- all iPhones. All iPhones are like that. Okay. You you have the storage inside of them, whatever it is you buy them at. That's that's it. There's no there's no way of adding it on. I believe a lot of Androids you can actually add a little micro SD card and mm-hmm. extend it, but iPhones have what you purchase it at. That's it. That is my single okay. most 
hated feature of iPhones is the fact that you can't expand the storage after you purchase it. Purchase it. It, it just I don't understand the design scheme. I don't understand why Apple does it that way, but that's the Apple way, and it's probably never going to change. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I think the idea okay. is to antiquate your storage by requiring you to need more so you are forced to upgrade. Unfortunate circumstance, but it does sell them a whole lot of phones. You just said it. And they keep their buttons on the oh, same side I, uh, of the phone. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I didn't get the answer. I didn't get the answer I wanted, but I got the answer I expected. So right. thank you for your help, Steve. In the interim, though, yeah. do do see you know since you've got that cloud backup, see if you can eliminate those those pictures off your phone proper, and see if that gives you a little bit more wiggle room. Okay, I will. I will give that a try. I'll see if I can. I might have to Google it to see how to do it, but I'll give it a shot. All right, Steve, man, thanks for the call, and give us a call back soon, all right? Let us know how that's working Thank out. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too. You know, one thing, uh, the 6S is currently still supported by Apple, but it will be the next one on the chopping block. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's at end of life pretty much. Once the uh, the new iOS comes out, it's out. Um, and one thing, just, you know, for some other listeners that may – be running into that same thing, photos really filling up your phone. I mean, that, that seems to be one of the things, I think it was, I read a while back that said the uh, the the number one point-and-click camera out there right now is the smartphone. But what I've started actually using is I just threw on Google Photos, which is free. So many people already have Google accounts. It will actually back up those photos. And one of the features inside of the app, you can click, and once it backs up everything on there, it will actually clear out your iPhone's storage once it has them all inside um, the Google Photos app. So that's one good way of kind of not losing your photos, backing them up that doesn't actually cost you that extra money and giving more money to uh, to Apple. Let me tell you the thing that I like the most about the, the Photos app from Google is that it will catalog your photos. And, I mean, look, there's probably something wicked that they're doing with this facial recognition and stuff like that, but it will ask you, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll see specific you know seven or eight or nine people that are most often in your photos and it'll be like well hey who's this and you'll be like wife and then there'll be a folder that shows up and every picture your wife is in it'll be in that folder and i'm like that is the best you know especially if you're sending pictures of kids to grandma and stuff like that it's it's pretty phenomenal but it's more than that it's it's objects like you could type in dogs and all of your pictures with dogs will show up basketball all of your stuff with basketball will show up it's it's pretty remarkable and uh, extremely helpful all right guys just a couple of minutes left here and i apologize i think it was alan that i hung up on if you alan if you want to call back we got just a couple of minutes we'll uh, get you back in here but how about this fellas netflix is testing a shuffle button because you're tired of picking what to watch that's you know, <laughs> Netflix roulette is a good idea. Right. Uh, does your Netflix home screen, you know, the one with your user profiles, now have a shuffle play button? That's because Netflix is actually planning to bring a shuffle feature to its collection of streaming movies and TV shows, letting you avoid yet another argument with your spouse, housemate, partner, roommate, etc. about what you'll be watching this evening. It's according to the company. We have, hold on. What about that, that six-hour conversation to decide on what it is we're going to watch while I play on my phone and you fall asleep? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- that's, that's the... Uh, More than they do streaming our content. Right. That's the, that's the married Netflix and chill right there. Um, uh, interesting tweet here. Uh, uh, what kind of person just says, quote, YOLO, let's spin the net- Netflix wheel of fortune and see what's going on. You know, it's almost uh, uh, as uh, in-depth as the Windows team naming that thing. Take the S off or whatever it was that you said that they that they did. The company's the already already testing a few potential ways the feature might look, including the quote unquote play something variant uh, that. Um, has been showing up for some people's uh, Netflix and different variations. But it sounds like it's just it's not just an experiment. Quote, the hope is to absolutely productize something. A, a spokesperson for Netflix told Variety. The company tells 
uh, The Verge that it's only available so far on TV devices. Uh, and that's not to say that it's not in Roku's yet. So I guess maybe just almost like smart TV versions of the app to this point. So play something almost like, am I feeling lucky for uh, Google uh, search or something like that? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's kinda, see. Go ahead. It's, it's, it's kind of like that, that. That just takes you to the first results in Google. This will at least just like spin the wheel and you'll see where you end up. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, one more uh, story to get to here that I thought was really interesting because I believe it is um, Liz here on the uh, MPB radio staff that I believe she is uh, a T-Mobile user, not trying to put her personal life on Front Street here, but uh, there's she she gets a lot of these uh, Tuesday giveaways, I believe it is. And she's like, hey, do you have any interest in such and such? Because it's not my bag, but I got this email about this offer right here. Well, according to this story, bots have been winning T-Mobile Tuesday giveaway contests. In July, some astute Reddit users noticed an odd pattern among the recent winners of T-Mobile's T-Mobile Tuesday sweepstakes. A disproportionate number of public winners were located in the tiny township of Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. Through the T-Mobile Tuesday program, the carrier offers occasional giveaways with prizes that often include gift cards, tech gadgets, and vacations. Contests are free to enter, and you don't have to be a T-Mobile customer. Weird, though you do need to be a U.S. resident. One user noted that since the start of the program in 2018, there had been 24 winners from Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. Out of 3,700 people who live in Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania. In contrast, they counted 14 winners in New York City out of 8.3 million residents in New York City and 25 winners from Los Angeles out of 4 million people that live in that city. 22 winners from Chicago out of 2.7 million residents. In one May sweepstakes, which put nearly 100 $100 gift cards up for grabs. 15 winners appeared to hail from the town in Pennsylvania, known as Chad's Ford. Man, it's just very connected city. They're very, uh, they're very involved in their digital tech. Uh, they they're took, probably really, really strong everyday tech listeners up there too. They took the really, S really out. People. They took the S out is what they did. <laughs> All right. We'll be back at it again one week from today, 10 o'clock, Wednesday mornings. We appreciate your calls, and uh, stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart, and you can always listen to archives of our show wherever you download podcasts. Everyday Tech, MPB Think Radio will be there, and at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.